Welcome to End of the Line. I'm Jim Anderson, Multimedia Content Director at Engineering.com. On today's episode, how vulnerable is the connected factory? Today's episode of End of the Line is brought to you by Engineering.com, a globally trusted source for engineering content. Check out this and many other exclusive videos for the engineering professional found only on engineering.com slash TV today. You know, everyone is talking about the industrial internet of things today, and along with mainstream IoT, it's expected that every device and most every consumer product will be both intelligent and cloud-connected in the next decade. Now, while internet-connected basketball shoes may be a new thing, it's actually been around for decades in manufacturing, with information managed by PLCs hardwired into networks, in the case of large OEMs like the Big Three, and linked by satellite. Now, these systems were expensive and proprietary, and as a result, hacking them was difficult and essentially pointless. Finding out how many body-side moldings of plastics extruders shipped to an assembly plant in Dearborn simply wasn't worth the effort, but that's not true today. The Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency has confirmed multiple computer industry reports that a vulnerability collectively called Amnesia 33 allows thousands of IoT-connected devices to be hacked remotely. According to the agency, vulnerabilities labeled as low skill level to exploit and damages systems in several ways, commonly by locking code into infinite loops. Attackers can also corrupt memory or access data. Multiple TCTIP stacks, that's the software that implements internet communications protocols, well, they're involved. Lots of equipment is vulnerable. Take a look at this list. If your equipment is vulnerable, there are things you can do. The first is to contact your vendor to see if there's a security advisory on the issue. Many vendors affected by the reported vulnerabilities have released security advisories related to their affected products. Here's a list of the companies that have support available right now. Does this mean that you're okay if your vendor is not on this list? Well, no, but there are steps that the CISA recommends to defend against this kind of malware. Some are obvious, like isolation of control systems from networks unless absolutely necessary, and of course, the use of firewalls. The agency also recommends compartmentalization of your data stream. Now, splitting critical plant control systems from front office financial networks, well, that's a highly effective form of firewall. Of course, the entire point of integrated business software is to not silo business critical systems. So an alternate technique is to use more secure methods for remote access like VPNs. VPNs are not invulnerable themselves and they should be upgraded to the most secure versions of their software as well. Industrially, ever since Stuxnet, any system vulnerability, well, it gets an engineer's attention, but in the end, any system designed to allow remote access and remote control using the internet is going to be vulnerable. Now, defense against attack is now costed into engineering business operations as a line item, like preventive maintenance on production equipment. Now, the intelligence community for decades used a burst transmission technology to compress data into short transmissions to eliminate eavesdropping. Is this an option for industrial IoT? Well, maybe, but for all but the power users, I see companies collecting and aggregating performance data far faster and in far greater quantity than they can actually understand and use for decision making. So you have to wonder, do you really need to know the current draw on the number three band heater on one extrusion machine on one production line on a second by second basis? As they say in mechanical engineering, the part that never breaks is the part that isn't there. And I have to wonder whether everything that senses or actuates on a factory floor has to be cloud connected. Sometimes the art of data-driven production monitoring and control is knowing how much data is enough data. This episode was brought to you by engineering.com slash TV. Thanks for listening. Tune in again next time.